Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast, where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? We are entering into the first eclipse window of 2023. That starts on April 19th at 10.25 p.m. We have a solar eclipse in the sign of Aries, second new moon of Aries. So I want to get into that and I want to talk about the eclipses because this is such a powerful moment in time and space when the sun, the moon, the earth align. And if we're aligned, then there's a gateway into our highest destiny. We really do have a choice to aim our soul intention towards the highest potential possible in these beautiful eclipse windows. So I want to talk about how we can maximize this little moment. And then I'm going to talk about the sun being in its final degrees of Aries before it enters into the sign of Taurus, this second new moon in Aries that we're having first one was at zero degrees the second one's at 29 degrees with an eclipse so powerful so so powerful so i want to get into the synchronicities around that and just how important right now the self with the capital s is in developing our own soul narrative becoming again becoming majestic and entering into our highest destiny this is what this moment in time is representing for me so I'm going to share about how these evolutionary pathways with the nodes, with Pluto are aligning in this beautiful moment at this new moon. There's the, the, the chart is brilliant and I'll post it on my website so you can see it, but we want to, I'm going to get into that. And then I want to talk about black moon Lilith, which I have yet to share about black moon Lilith on the pod because well, she's just, she's always in the charts. I just never talk about her because I don't really know why, but we're going to talk about her today because she's making a really potent alignment with this eclipse and with Pluto right now. And, uh, you know, just this, I, I want to get into time. Like the whole concept around living in rhythm is aligning ourselves with nature and breaking free from the construct of time that society has built for us that's sort of got people not living at their fullest capacity. And so we're going to use our core calibration and our cosmic synchronization to really tune in to, to the, this beautiful, powerful moment in time and space and see if we can't maximize our own experience while we're living in rhythm. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's take a moment to tune in. And the tuning in is about being able to really regulate our system, to fine-tune our center of gravity, regulate our system in a way where we can be at our fullest physical alignment so that our spiritual and energetic and emotional mental alignment can all fall into place as well through the physicality. Mind, body, spirit is a thing. So with the core calibration, when we say it, when we talk about tuning in, I want you to just take a breath or two in your own timing. It doesn't have to be uh, some fancy breathing. It's just a nice rhythmic breath that's your timing, your rhythm of fully inhaling and completely exhaling. And using that breath, your your synchronized breath to start to root yourself, anchor 
into the earth, the presence of this planet we live on. So I just visualize myself like a little, little sprout that starts to reach roots into the soil, into the depths of the soil, and just then grow into a really large tree. You know, you want to sink those roots deep as you can. And then from that up with the oppositional energy that we talked about with the full moon, with the oppositional energy of the root, you rise and you, you grow upward and outward into the space that surrounds you as full as you can gradually and gracefully. And this is just a, it's not about like being overextended, but it's just about expanding into the space and really making your presence known. You're, I am here. I am rooted. I am grounded in the earth and connected into the sky above. I can sense the, the elements of the wind, can feel the rhythm of the water, can anchor myself with the earth. And from that place, we can get creative and start to bring that fire, that creative fire and circulate it. And from that circulation, then we get to feel into the ether, the space. And, you know, this is one of my most favorite things to talk about is really being able to tune in and feel connected to the, to the elements. And I feel like this presentness, us becoming present in ourselves and then making our presence known to nature, to the elements, to the place that we dwell is sort of a, it's, it's a very sacred thing. And it's also just something that that animals do all day long. Animals and plants are just being who they are. And they're so present in their self within themselves in time and space. And I really feel like the more we can come back to this natural alignment with ourselves and the in nature, the elements, the earth. We're making our presence known, but we're also making a bond. We're like bonding with nature in a way where we can start to receive energy and give energy. And, you know, this is important to be able to resource our own vitality through our connection to our own source and our own connection to nature and life itself. It's a very powerful tool that I just, when we calibrate the core, this is what we're doing is we're centering ourselves in a way where we can, we're calibrating, we're tuning to nature, we're tuning ourselves in alignment with nature. And with that, we're aligning with the natural force of time, this rhythm, this flow of love, this, this rhythm in, of like time. I'm going to quote uh, Utah Phillips. He's on this Ani DeFranco album. Um, the song, he says, I, time is an enormous river and I'm standing in it. And it's like the river is flowing and you can, and he goes on to tell the story about how through that river, everything that came before us comes to us and everything that we touch comes after us. And it's this beautiful flow of, of presentness in the movement of time and space, because we have to start to recognize that time and space, you know, like they say, you, you know, time is one of the most precious resources we have because you can't get it back. It's not resourced. I mean, a lot of those precious resources are precious, <laughs> you know, in like water, like clean water, clean air, a roof, food, sustenance, love, connection. These things are, 
are precious. And, and the more we tune in and acknowledge that and make a connection of a bond, just affirming our bond, it's kind of like, you know, in the morning when you say hi to your loved ones or you say hi to your pets or you, you know, it's, it, there's something really sacred about connecting with the things and the people and the, the, every, the things that we love in life. And part of the core calibration is very much that it's about honoring and recognizing I'm here. I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for fresh water. I'm grateful for the sunshine, for the breeze that's blowing, for the earth that's growing life. I mean, it's a, it's, it's time. This is the North node in, in Taurus and the nodes are our big topic for today. That's where where the the nodes are where the eclipses occur. And the north node is the direction that we want to really align ourselves, so to speak. It's a it's like a spiritual cosmic tuning fork. I, I'll talk about it with the evolutionary pathways, but the north node will is the future. It's where we want to align ourselves with the future. It's in Taurus right now, which is all about the earth all about the materialization of earth and, and it could be monies and energy like that, but it's also like the plants that are growing the, in Taurus represents the beginning or the middle of the spring season, which is where we really start to see the, the life coming back. This is when the trees are blooming and the, the bulbs are coming up and blooming and we've got color and green, we got green and lots of flowery pastels coming through purples and, you know, beautiful smells returning back to life. This is the, this is what Taurus represents. And so to really honor this where the North node is, and it's, it's going to be, these are the last couple eclipses in the North with the North node in, in Taurus, which, you know, that's a whole nother thing we've got that we've been with this North Node in Taurus, really working on our sensory system and our connection to nature. And the core calibration is one of the most powerful ways we can do that because it's your physical, it's your materialization, your presentness, your physical body, mind, spirit is your, that's your, the tool that you have to express yourself and have experiences on in the earthly realm. And so honoring the really honoring that North node is one of the ways we do that is through the core calibration where we tune into our physicality and sense my rootedness with this planet, my expansion, my ability to rise and expand and take up a little bit more space to be present and tuned in and aware. And then to acknowledge that, which is around me by nurturing it and, you know, being myself. Okay. So that's the beginning phase, you know, that's the core calibration, but I also want to talk about something that I have yet to talk that today's a big day. We're talking about all kinds of things. I'm pulling all stops out. (laughs) Um, no. So in Pilates, we have this, we have the Pilates equipment and I've talked about the spring in equip in Pilates and how the idea is, and really to me, it represents the breath too. And like when you see like a respirator or a breathing you know, you can, if you take like a breathing test or something, you can see that little, the little expansion and contraction of the inhale and the exhale, which is very similar to the coiled spring in Pilates. You open the spring and all the coils expand and then they, sl- they squeeze back in. They, they come back in. And the idea is, is can we create a graceful rhythm of this expansion and contraction? So in, in the root of the spine, there is 
said to, and I've experienced this in my own physical practice, there's a philosophy around that the, at the base of the spine in the, in the coccyx at the root chakra, there is a coiled spring. And the idea is, is to start to get enough energy from your root of your, your root chakra to rise up through all the chakras and out into the system. And we create that toroidal cycle that builds strength in the aura and strength in the magnetic field. Well, this is sort of mimicked through a visual or an experience of a coiled spring that's opening up. So there's potential in that coiled spring that we're trying to cultivate and nurture and it's opening and rising and expanding like the root and the rise. This is the Kundalini energy. The Kundalini energy is spoken of in, in lots of different formats beyond Kundalini yoga itself. It has been talked about through Carl Jung has talked about it. There's, a lot of interesting relationships to from the kundalini energy and pilates that i've acknowledged in my own physical and spiritual practice and i will say that the coiled spring is my favorite one of my favorite things to talk about when it comes to embodiment and so the concept is is that again you have this coiled potential energy at the base of you at your root and the, if we can start to breathe and open ourselves up enough so that that energy, that potentiality has a place to go. It's going to go up through the seven chakra systems and then out into the field. And it's the, the idea is, is that it recycles itself. It, it goes up and out and around, and then it goes into the earth and then we draw back in. It's this sourcing and resourcing that's constantly happening in our, in our own human physicality, in our own experience. But when we, and so that's just happening whether you're acknowledging it or not. The beautiful thing about living in rhythm is, is the practice. As my teacher, Guru Jagat, my teacher and friend, Guru Jagat, would say is the apply, the application, the applied, the application of the yogic science is what we're looking for. We're, the application of the wisdom, the teachings that we know, the human teachings beyond any modality or or, you know, organized study. It's, this is a very custom thing. Your potentiality, your vitality and your energy, your presence is a very personal thing, which is why I call it the core calibration, because it's you. It's you rooting into your center, feeling your own potential energy and starting to activate it, starting to nurture it, circulate it. Bring a little life force into your, into your system and tune in to see where are the places where I'm not getting enough energy or where are the places that I could, where I have a lot of energy and I could use to, to redistribute. And, and so, like I said, the customization of your core calibration practice is, it's a very personal thing. And it's a lifelong practice. Hopefully it's something that we just like are constantly learning about ourselves and our own alignment and our own awareness and, and just being able to tune in rooting and rising, but then to, to then practice the next level is to activate this Kundalini energy, this, this coiled potential, this coiled spring, the potentiality of energy that can come from your source from your root source and, and it's a power move. <laughs> it's a powerful skill.
to practice. And so, you know, I, I'm going to keep bringing this on, um, you know, sprinkling these practices in with the core calibration. Just know that, again, the more you relate to it and, and do your own observations and make your own connections between what you're experiencing and feeling, that's the best way to grow is you developing your own relationship to this, to these concepts and philosophies that I'm sharing, because they're very deep, but they're also extremely esoteric. And so you have to have your own connection to actually make it work for you. It's not enough anymore in the Aquarian age and in the dawn of the Aquarian age we're living. It's not the Aquarian age yet, but in the dawning of this time, which is what we're experiencing right now, this is where we get to, we're in an experiment. We're in an experimental phase right now where it's like, where do I, the more I take hold of my own science project, so to speak, which is myself, my own project, the more I play with it and work it and apply what I'm learning and experiencing on a regular and consistent level. That's how we grow. That's how we expand. That's how we become fuller and more, available to achieve our highest potential. So that's kind of the thing too, is like that coiled spring, there's the potentiality is immense. It's bigger than we, the the amount of energy that we hold is more than we'll ever maybe be able to, I don't know. I just, it feels so immense and so grand that it's, you know, I'm just figuring it out myself. (laughs) I mean, and that's part of it. I don't think anybody's got it figured out. I mean, that's the truth of it. We're humans. Even our most, the people that we, we love and revere so much, our spiritual teachers, our spiritual leaders, our, our elders, everybody's humans. Well, some of them might be aliens. I don't know. But the whole concept is, is that it's like, I can't, I I think it would be of benefit for all of us. And, and I'll talk about it more with this eclipse, but like, we have a choice every day. We have a choice. Our choice to live and grow and, and reach our highest potential, that's up to us. And it's, it's like you will, people, it's, it's hard to be human right now. And there's a lot of weariness going on and a lot of like heaviness. And, and I just encourage everyone to choose yourself, choose like the highest potential of your lineage. You know, your ancestors have your back, your guardian angels have your back. It's up to you to just have the bravery and the courage and the strength to, to persevere in being yourself now more than ever. Nobody's better than anybody. We're all here together. And the more we all shine our light and like uplift each other and shining each other, you know, helping other people shine their light just by it be by us shining our own light. That's what's going to heal this world. That's what's going to bring us together. Not telling everybody what to do and, and putting people in boxes and making people feel whatever, like they're not as good or they're not worthy or whatever it is. It's like there is a power struggle going on right now. And so the object of the core calibration is for you to take your power back, definitely on a physical level, just by presencing your center of gravity. And that takes a lot of work. And it's like I said, it's a lifelong practice. But as you get better at that, you're going to start to realize like, wow, this is healing my mind. This is healing my heart. This is healing my relationships. This is healing myself, my relationship with myself. And now I can focus on things that I want to achieve in this life, which is, could just be just being happy right now. It doesn't have to be like hitting some 
heights, successful heights of, you know, in the world or whatever, that could be it too. But I'm just saying it's custom and we need to start to custom, like take responsibility for ourselves and love ourselves a lot more. And I feel like that's what the message of this eclipse is about. So this eclipse, this eclipse is going to occur. It's a solar eclipse, which means that when it's a solar eclipse, when the sun and the moon are together on a new moon, it's the moon is eclipsing the sun. It's going between the earth and the sun. And so I love this time, these, these, this, these eclipses, no matter what they are, whether it's a solar or lunar eclipse, these are moments in time and space when the sun, the moon, and the earth come into an alignment. That's powerful. We talk about all these other conjunctions and alignments and oppositions and all these things, but when the, they're, they're, the luminaries of the sun and the moon align with the earth, the blue ball, blue star that we live on, coming into alignment. This one's not exact. I'm going to say that. We'll talk about it, but the there's total eclipses and then there's annular eclipses. So there but regardless, we're still in this window where they all three line together. They come into they synchronize cosmic synchronization of the sun and the moon and the earth. And so this takes place, the solar eclipse is taking place on April 19th at 10.25 p.m. Mountain, which means that some of you are going to experience the eclipse on the 20th. Some of, you know, so it's either going to happen on the 19th or the 20th, depending on where you live. And the thing that you want to start to recognize, like use these eclipses, like out of anything, I talk about them a lot in uh, the nodes of the moon. Because we can follow all kinds of the astrology, but these evolutionary pathways that I have started to study more in depth, and I'm naming them the evolutionary pathways, these are alignments and with specific planets and, you know, celestial bodies that are basically the, the cosmology and the archetype energy, the archetypal energy around these are basically, they're like shortcuts into the future. Are there shortcuts? Not even into the future. They could be. They're gateways into our highest destiny path. These are these these nodes of the moon specifically are places where we where we have a little bit of a choice, so to speak. They happen every six months. We have an eclipse. And there are these moments where we they're like the biggest new moons and full moons of the year because they're they're the they're setting a tone for the next nine to 18 year cycles. They are places where we can center ourselves, calibrate our core, mind, body, spirit in a way where we synchronize towards a highest destiny path. So you can kind of feel that coiled spring potential and start to aim it where you want to start to open the spring. That's the way I'm looking at it. And I've experienced, like I've, I've known about the nodes and the eclipses for a long time, but I will tell you that it's been over the last, like, I don't know, when I look back at, you know, from, it was started around 2017 when I really started paying attention to the eclipses. That was when we had an eclipse in, in the United States where you could see the total eclipse. It was an eclipse, a solar eclipse in Leo in August of 2017. It was like around that time period when I started being like, whoa, I need to look at this more. And I'd already kind of known about it because I've got some potent nodal alignments in my chart, but I didn't really 
work the transit. I didn't start really working the transit until that, like that's when I really got an understanding, which I'm trying to share with you all of how to maximize these windows where you, I, I do, I feel like I can make, I make like evolution, evolutionary leaps, quantum leaps in my evolutionary mission of my soul mission with, when I focus my prayers, intentions, and energy, my coiled spring potential towards the North node and balancing the polarity between the North and the South node. So eclipses are great. And in Vedic astrology, they talk about them, Rahu and Ketu. Rahu is the North node. Ketu is the South node. In Vedic astrology, which is the East, East in India, Indian astrology, um, very ancient. They actually consider, they actually are considering the true alignment of the stars and there at the Vedic astrology is aligned with the procession of the equinox and, and they use the nodes of the moon to really like it. That's the place where you can find some of the teachings around how you can maximize the karmic windows of, of these alignments of these ecliptal ecliptical alignments, ecliptic alignments. Okay, so lots of lots to say. So deep and rich this teaching. I will, you know, I'll get what I can out in this, and I definitely plan to do some. I'm, I've got a course coming up that I'm so excited to talk about, but it's not quite. It's coming soon. Come. Okay, so this eclipse, the solar eclipse that's happening on the 19th or 20th of April, is occurring at 29 degrees Aries. And so the sun and the moon will both be at 29 degrees Aries. And the north node is at four degrees Taurus. And the south node is at four degrees Scorpio. So if you've got anything in the fixed signs, Scorpio, Taurus, Aries, Libra, at the at, or the card, you know, those cardinal signs, if you have anything at those signs between 26 to 7, 8, 9 degrees of those signs, <clears throat> this is going to be hitting you maybe a little bit more. Same if you have those same degrees in Leo or Aquarius. It's the squares. So um, the the thing that's fascinating about this specifically is that, for one, it's not total, which is why we can see that the, the north node is at four degrees Taurus. They're not in the same sign or they're not the same exact degree. But this is the second new moon. This is the second new moon of Aries. The first new moon was at zero degrees a month ago. So we've had a month, we've had a moon cycle. It started at zero degrees Aries, and now we're finishing the Aries season, 29 degrees Aries with an eclipse. And then shortly after the eclipse is exact, the sun go and the moon will go into Taurus and we'll start the Taurus season. And so it's this is interesting too, because the nodes will be shortly moving in, in a few months, they're going to be moving. The North node will be moving into Aries. Now I know this is a lot, but here's the deal. I was talking about this in the previous session that there are preludes left and right. We're getting overtures of like what's to come and how to man, how to maximize these waves that are coming, these tides just in the last two, three months have just been epic as far as like previews, preludes, overtures, just like little hints, how to make the most of the next 20 some years is the main message. Like what's going to, how do you want to work this next 20 year cycle? 
That's with the Pluto thing. That has to do with the nodes. This has to do with just everything that we've been through that we've let go of. Saturn, start all these, we got all these new cycles coming up, but there's a lot of residuals from the past still here too. And that's why this time is so interesting because we're halfway between we're not, I don't know if it's halfway, but we're, we're in between where we're going and where we're, where we've been in our evolution. Like we're in a really weird window between the past and the present and the future. And just like, there's a pull to either get pulled back in time, so to speak, or to jump into the future in time. And I'll get into time in a minute because time, the time thing is huge right now. The, the spirals of time are immense. And so this eclipse happening at 29 degrees Aries, the North Node is at four degrees. They're all together. Jupiter's lingering there too. It's at like 26 degrees. This is very much speaking to the self, Aries, unapologetically me. I am that I am. I am that. I am becoming my highest destiny with this North Node. It's self with a capital S. And because the North Node is there and it's making an opposition to the South Node, this is about really defining our, our narrative, our self. So what's the story you want to tell for the next 20 years and beyond? Like, what are you trying to build here? What's the max, like, what's the direction of the highest potentiality of your soul's mission? It's the soul narrative. We want to finesse it. We want to define it. We want to work it, apply it, express it, you know, play with it a little bit, push it to grow, nurture it. It's like what myself right here, what do I want to build? What do I want to achieve? What do I want to experience in the next nine to 10 years? And then 20 years. So wild. Okay, because so basically, and the reason why I'm saying that is because the North Node, or the basically, the eclipses are on like an 18 year cycle to get to come back to where they were. And so 18 years ago, we were around the same point, North Node, Taurus, about to go into Aries. And then nine years ago, it was the South Node in Aries, Taurus. So it's like nine years. And then every nine years it flips is the point. Okay, so with a north node eclipse, with a north node solar eclipse in Aries and, and going into Taurus shortly after the peak, it is giving me an, a little nudge to just like, I'm making big goals this week. This, this week, I'm just going to lay it out. What's my highest potential? No, really, what do I want to do? And honestly, I can barely answer the question. It's hard because <laughs> there's a lot I want to do. And also have changed because I have a, everything we've been through in the last few years. You have to recognize that like we are not the same as the way we were. We might have to redefine our goals, reset our goals a little bit. And so this is about, this week is definitely about self-nurturing and self-loving so that we can start to redefine our soul self-narrative, our story. Like what's my story? I want to tell, and I want to tell, I want to take the story to the next level. Like what's the next level of the story and how do I take it to higher, you know, I want to get to the next, I want to rise to the next degree as Erica Badu says. 
And so this is a time of like becoming, becoming ourselves, our highest potential. Now the other, so that's the, that's just the nodes in the sun and the moon. Now get this. The nodes are also going to be squaring. So this, this eclipse is squaring Pluto at the zero degrees Aquarius. The old Pluto story is always lurking in the back. And I talk about it. Pluto is one of the evolutionary pathway. It's one of the planets that I apply the evolutionary pathway skill to. It's the same thing of just Pluto will help you align yourself with your soul's mission. You can't not transform. You have to. And so again, it's like we, we have a choice. We have to choose if we're going to lean into the future, or if we want to pull into the past right now. And that's what this Pluto squaring the nodes, squaring the eclipse to me is representing. It's like, I, I've said it the last few sessions, we are at a pivotal moment where we can have, I made this word up, but where we can have a transformation on a cellular level. There's a cellular transformation definitely occurring. And there's also a cellular transformation occurring. It's that same thing of just like, what is my coiled potential? Where do I want to aim that energy in a way where I can reach a higher, reach a higher perspective of my destiny path? Be a better person. <laughs> That's it. You know, you just want to be a better person. Be, do better today than you did yesterday. That's the simplest form of what I'm saying. But if you're like a, that's the short goal. That's like making a short term goal. It's like, I just want to do better than I did yesterday. Great. The long term goal is where we're like when eclipses come through, this is where we can really work long term goals. And so, again, like, where do I want to aim my metamorphosis? I'm changing and transforming. Where do I want to shoot the energetic potential that I'm going to start to uncoil and unravel and project into the future. So that's the, that's the Pluto squaring the nodes. Okay. Then we have this other planetary body. The it's called the, we have the black moon Lilith and basically Lilith is considered an asteroid. It's a point with like where the moon is the dark furthest from this, from earth. And so Black Moon Lilith is what they call her. And there's a lot of stories around Lilith that you could get into as far as the mythology of Lilith. She was supposedly Adam's first lover and wasn't afraid of the serpent <laughs> in the Garden of Eden. So, you know, you can put that story up. And, you know, and so she got kind of like, she got ostracized and pushed out because she wasn't afraid of her own power. She really... Like Lilith speaks to this wild, untamed potential of energy as well. And I just, I can't believe it, it's synchronistic as can be that she is basically trining this eclipse. She's in a harmonic trinity to this eclipse. She's also opposing Saturn and making a quincunx to Pluto at this, on, at this eclipse chart. A harmonic trine to the eclipse, a little bit of polar friction with Saturn, the structure of things. And quincunxing, which is sort of a combination of like, it's like not quite harmonic, not quite square, like friction. It's, it's, I actually love a quincunx angle, but I'm starting to learn more about it. But the, the way that I feel about this, the angle it's making to Pluto is, again, it's sort of like 
you get to choose. Are you going to choose a harmonic like transformation or are you going to go kicking and screaming? That's kind of what it feels like. That's what a quincunx is. is are you going to harmonize or are you going to re are you going to create friction? Choose one. And so well, there's a lot of choice in this eclipse is what I'm feeling. And so it's like, again, there's this potential energy of the wild, untamed potentiality. It's definitely feminine energy. It's like a feminine rebel. And, uh, you know, so she gets like negative sexual connotations like, oh, she was so, you know, she's, she's a rebel. She's like sexual. She's free with her sexuality. She's free with her freedom. You know, she's free. And it's like, again, it's wild and untamed. And so having it harmonize the self, it's harmonizing with the self. We are being asked to rattle the cage here a little bit. Rattle the cage, become rebellious, don't become destructive, but become willing to break the norm, the box that you've put yourself in. Nobody else put you in this box but yourself. And so it's like, again, like what is my coiled potential? I feel like I've outgrown this I've outgrown this form I've created around myself, this idea, this, or maybe even your bubble, you know, it's like, I've been holding back is basically what it is. I've been holding back all this potential energy and I need to release it in a constructive way, not a destructive, but a constructive way. And what that looks like is opening my center of gravity enough, opening my field, my heart, mind, body, spirit up enough to let the energy surge through and go where it needs to go. And with that tuning in, you can start to sense the where, where you're supposed to put your energy, the where the energy wants to flow. And you follow that flow of love. You follow that river, that flow of energy into the future. Feel where it takes you rather than trying to control it and hold on to it and build it and manifest it and create it. It's like, no, just let the energy open yourself up enough, mind, body, spirit, for the energy to flow and be present enough to observe because that's the guidance. That's the intuition. That's the love. That's your ancestors. That's, that's life guiding you into your highest destiny path. It's so deep. And so, yeah, Lilith... <laughs> oh man. Yeah. There's a, there's a great, there's a, I want to quote Bob Marley too. It's just like, we've been trotting on the wine press much too long. Rebel. Rebel. Babylon's system is a vampire. Rebel. Rebel. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, it's, <laughs> gracefully, there's a way we can do this where it doesn't have to be so destructive. And that's kind of back to the calibrating the core and being in tune with our center. We can really ride these waves of, of time and space that we're living, these monumental time waves that we are experiencing in our lives right now. We can ride them gracefully into the future and, and have, and it doesn't have to be all bad. You know, it doesn't have to be negative change. It doesn't have to be ugly. It can be. I mean, and sometimes it needs to be, but like, I'm just saying we can, there's a way we can do this where we come together and we, we rise above and, you know, I'm, I'm always going to aim for the optimist, you know, I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful for the future. And part of it is because of people like you that are listening right now. Like I know you're doing something and you're probably applying some of this stuff I'm sharing. I mean, we're all in this together. You wouldn't be listening if you weren't aligned with me in this, you know? And so 
it's just about us taking some courage to have and, and being brave enough to have the wherewithal and the power and the strength to take our power back, to let our soul shine and to really be who we are. And then not only just be who we are, but then start to say like, okay, now we're going to move into the, like, we're going to take some steps in it, even if it's just a thought or a prayer and is that's a step to just move into the future that we want to see, to start to project our coiled potentiality, our energy into the, the direction that we want it to go instead of holding it back or letting it bounce all over the place or being, you know, feeling like we have to go a certain direction. Those, those days are gone. Take your power back. Just take your power back. That's what's, that's what I'm doing. It's my biggest prayer for all of us. We have so much energy and potentiality. It's so great. My last thing I want to talk about is time. Like the, the whole concept of the living in rhythm phrase that I developed many years ago and is turned into this, it's uh, it's evolved into this and it's not done. But the, the idea was, is that it's uh, the living part is, is the, that's the big word, live it. It's the application and in the synthesis. And that's the living piece. I needed to make it my own and um, embrace it for in my own custom way. I live it. Living in rhythm, in tune. Rhythm is in tune and in sync with myself, my highest destiny, right? My soul's mission. And then with the earth I dwell on, the elements I live with, the sun, the moon, the elements, and then the, all the living beings that I'm surrounded by, that I live with, that I'm surrounded by in my community, in my home, in my family, in my, you know, it's like, there's, there's, it's about being in harmony with life. And part of the, so the whole concept, it really was rooted in this idea of this, of the moon phases. I start to, I had talked about this before in an, in another podcast, but I, the, the idea of living in rhythm really came from me making a connection to my moon cycle as a woman, my menstrual cycle. And then it hit me. Like I had known the, I knew it was a 28 day cycle. It was so weird, but like, I just, the, the whole concept of this rhythm of the wax and the wane, I started observing it from the actual moon itself in relation to the sun and the earth, which is what makes the phases. So again, it's the relationship, sun, moon, earth. And then my relationship to myself, I have a wax and a wane once a month as well. Men do too. They just don't bleed. But all humans' life on the planet experiences this wax and wane over and over and over again. And so long story short, this is so deep, but the long story short is that I started to really recognize this, that time was not linear but it was cyclical. This is where these lessons really started to show up in my day-to-day living. And I started recognizing this concept around time is the spiral, not a linear thing, but as a spiral cyclical thing. And, and then when I, when you apply these concepts to the astrology and you recognize these moments in time, they like these eclipses, they only come every nine years. We get this axis and then Every 18 years, we get a return. And so it's this, these cycles. And it's beautiful because 
like I said, they they might come back to that to that degree, but it's never on the same part of the coil or the spiral, the coiled spring of time and space, you know? And so it's like, we're just spiraling through time and space, just like the coiled spring. And it's like, we're never in the same place at the same time ever. And so it requires us to start to recognize, like just even doing that, when you start tuning into these rhythms of the sun and the moon and the earth, these eclipses specifically, you can see how, or I've learned from my own observations and correlations of this, is that the societal time is a complete construct. The Gregorian calendar is a constructed, organized time that people all live and agree to live by that basically has a lot of us, I mean, it's out of sync with nature. It is completely out of sync with the sun and the moon. And so coming back to this, these alignments, especially the, the new moons, the full moons, the eclipses, the season changes, the solstices and the equinoxes, these are moments in time and space where we can relate, we can connect the relationship to the sun, the moon, and the earth together, and then ourselves in it, because we live there, we live here, you know? And so they're the most powerful times, the eclipses, the solstices and the equinoxes are the most powerful times of the year because of this this reason of bringing these three planetary celestial bodies together in alignment with ourselves. And again, they give us insight, their gateways into the future, into our highest destiny path. They're windows in time where we can maximize our experience as a human, this life, this moment. And we can look back nine years or 18 years and get some insight. We can set goals and intentions for the next nine to 18 years with these eclipses. And so I encourage everyone to just start to look at like, look at the eclipses a little bit. And because here's the thing, we'll have this, we have this solar eclipse. And then in two weeks, we have a lunar eclipse, which happens to be happening on the coronation of King Charles III. Dun, dun, dun. That's pretty cosmic. They line everything up. Those guys, what you're what you'll notice is the power structures, back to taking your power back. The P, the power structures are not using the Gregorian calendar. They're using this time. They're using natural time to maximize their energy. That's what they're doing. The fact that the king has chose to be coronated on an eclipse is not lost on me. And we'll talk about that because I freaking love talking about that stuff because it relates to power and energy and how to maximize it. And it, it's, you know, and it's soap opera stories to, to hear about the real family. But the, the whole thing is, is that it's really, it's entertaining. It's horrible, but it is. But it's also, I, I've been looking at these things and I can see it's just a lot of those, those high ranking royals are all born on eclipses. William was. I think King Charles was, but definitely William was, and Kate was too. They were born on an eclipse. Um, people, it, the, the, the thing that you want to recognize is, is that, again, when there's this potential amount of energy rooted in the center of all of us, at the seat of all of us. And so for me, being a better human, being able to have a happy and fulfilling life is 
definitely facilitated by me tuning into my center of gravity and working with that potential energy that dwells within me and moving it and circulating it and then harmonizing that with which is outside of me, the sun, the moon, the earth, the elements, the beings, my loved ones, my cat, my dogs that my family owns, you know, like my friends and families, friends and family pets, <laughs> the, the trees that live on my, where I live, you know, the trees that live outside my house, the birds in them, you know, it's like making a connection to yourself and your, in your environment and tuning in with the sun and the moon to help get energy from it. Like, that's what I mean. You, there are, there's a lot of overtures, preludes, previews into the future, into your potentiality. Where can the energy go is what you want to start to ask yourself. Like, how can I maximize this moment in time so that I can ride this wave into my highest destiny path? And this is the best part. We don't have to know all the answers right now. We just want to be tuned in so that we can ride the wave, be present in the moment. And I, I, I'm telling you, when you tune in like this, it will give you energy. It will give you life force. It is a way to resource, resource that, that flow of love, that vital energy that we need to, to be here, really. But then the next level is to be here, happy, healthy, hip, happy humans. You guys know. So, yes, you know me. I'm here for you. <laughs> and I appreciate you so much. I if you if you want a reading or if you want a little insight into how to maximize this next wave cycle, this next eclipse cycle that we're coming into, hit me up, book a sesh. Livinginrhythm.com is the website. Got the audio on YouTube. I'm definitely so grateful for all the new support that's coming through and the feedback. It's been, I, I just am so grateful for all the positive feedback and I will be putting more stuff, more visual things on YouTube as well. But um, I just am so grateful for everyone tuning in the way that you do, however you do. And I, I feel you. I feel your love and support. And I want you to know that I'm sending it right back. And I just thank you so much for tuning in. I really do appreciate you and I'm wishing you the best. Maximize this, this eclipse wave. It's all about you, baby. Like set that new soul narrative, like set your new focus for what's your story, what story you're going to tell for the next few months, the next six months, nine years, 20 years. <laughs> we can, we want to start to use that long view of time, like work the long view of time because you can manifest great things with your life. You can manifest really, really powerful ways of showing up in this world. And we need you. We need you to be centered, grounded, happy, healthy. Yeah, let's do it. We can do it together. I love you guys. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a wonderful new moon solar eclipse in Aries, baby. Blessings and love. Peace. Peace.